there, I'm Andrea Koppel, and it's time for coffee, the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey there, Java junkies. Welcome to another K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. By the way, K-Cups come in three sizes, single, double, and triple shots, or roughly one minute, five minutes, or 10 minutes in length. So if you don't have time to throw back an entire caffeinated career conversation, these K-Cup mini episodes of T4C can give you a quick caffeinated fix, whether you're on the go or you only have a few minutes to binge. So grab your mug and take a chug, because it's time for a caffeinated career triple shot K-Cup with my guest, Zach Willette. So two final time for coffee questions, Zach. I try to ask all of my guests about a time in their professional life when they struggled. Some Mm -hmm. of us, like me, I was fired twice in my 40s. They turned out to be unbelievable gifts. (laughs) And most important in your story is how you came through the other side and maybe a lesson you learned in the process. And I apologize, I'm right next to a construction site. So they just picked up the hammer again. So I apologize to our listeners. <laughs> no worries. I mean, construction is a good metaphor too, right? <laughs> it is. It's noisy, it's messy, but we like the results. You know? Yeah, I love this question because I think too often we see at people who have titles like president or titles like founder or titles like whatever impressive title you might have. And we think, well, they've never been vulnerable. And this question is so good because you, you make us go to our vulnerable places and, and talk about it. And the truth is, you know, I've had the privilege of working on four different continents. And I've had really rough patches in each place. And actually, frankly, in each job. And I knew you were going to ask this question. Thanks for giving me a heads up <laughs> by email. So I prepared and I actually, I was like, I can tell how many stories do you want, Andrew? I can tell you lots of stories. But the one I settled on was actually the job I had just before I launched Allay. And there's a really particular reason I think this is helpful for your listeners, perhaps. I hope it's helpful for them to hear it. And this is the reason. It was a great job. And I had the perfect CV, and the perfect resume for the person to have that job. I got lots of very kind feedback. Um, and I'm a teacher, so I don't trust feedback unless it's very specific. You know, like if someone's just like, oh, you're great. I'm like, mm, it doesn't matter. But when they're like, when you did this thing and this consequence happened because of it, that was really strong. I'm like, okay, that, that's feedback you can't brush away, right? That's when I was teaching. I would always use specific feedback like that for my students. But despite all these things, I knew that job wasn't a fit. It, it, to go back to Reverend Howard Thurman saying, Don't ask what the world needs. Ask what makes you come alive because what the world needs is people who have come alive. This job was a great job, but it didn't, it didn't make me come alive. Even though I tried to convince myself it was right. Like my head was very busy being like, well, here's all the silver linings of this job, or here's all the ways you should stick with it for a little bit longer. My heart and my gut knew that it wasn't a fit. I wasn't doing damage to other people or myself, but it wasn't for my fullest flourishing. And so it was a big risk to give it up. I didn't know for sure that this LA thing was going to work out. But I got to tell you that as soon as I knew it was the right thing to do, as soon as I really tuned in to my gut and to my heart and really to my body, not just my, not just my very loud and very quick mind, 
as soon as I knew it was the right thing to do, then I had to do it. And I'm, I'm super grateful that I had the support of friends and family and colleagues and a boss and, and a healthcare organization that supported me to do it. You know, courage is what we call it when the fear is real. And so is the decision to do the right thing. And I think all of us are called to make courageous decisions. It doesn't mean we don't feel the fear. Fear can be useful data, actually. One of my mentors taught me that fear is actually a pretty good teacher, but it's a terrible guide. So we should let fear teach us what it will, but we shouldn't let it guide us. And I don't know. I, I, the last thing I'll say about this is like it was a really rough patch because it was months long. and I just felt worse and worse. I wasn't sleeping well. My friends and family noticed that I wasn't myself. Really, I felt like it wasn't a good enough answer to be like, I'm not a fit for my job. That seems like a pretty obnoxious thing to say when everyone knew that it was a great job to have. I, I did a workshop on this as well with a colleague of mine um, who left an amazing job with the White House. And people were like, why would you leave that job? And she and I both wanted people to know that you have permission to be awesome in ways other than you were told you were going to be awesome. That's the lesson that I took from this particular rough patch. I hope other people get to benefit from that as well. I hope they hear that, that yes, you can get great feedback and you can believe that you're doing good work, but if it's not ultimately a fit, you have permission to be awesome in a different way, in a different place, and you'll be glad of it. There is so much that you said, Zach, that is awesome (laughs) (laughs) and that really resonates with me. And I think the idea that you should listen to your heart and your gut, that those two organs, in addition to your brain, and because the brain is connected to the gut, the gut is known as the second brain, like that feeling, the butterflies or that anxiousness that you feel is actually real. So much you need to listen to that. And really, with all due respect to other colleagues or friends or even family, this is your life. This is your life. You need to live it the way that it's most authentic for you. And the other thing that I loved about what you said, Zach, is the fear and the idea that you need courage to go in a direction at times and leaping into the unknown, leaping into a place where you don't necessarily have a safety net takes courage. But I will say just from my own experience of having done that time and again, and that doesn't mean that I didn't fall flat on my face, (laughs) you can truly experience some of the highest highs and the deepest fulfillment from going for it. From authenticity, right? There's this great Jewish saying um, from Rabbi Zuza, and I forget what century he was alive, but he said, when I die, they won't ask me, Zuza, why were you not Moses? They will say, Zuza, why were you not Zuza? Oscar Wilde said it a different way. He he said, be yourself. Everyone else is taken. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And you you know know what? I completely agree. Yeah. I'm actually trying to look up when Rabbi Zuza was alive, but I think it might take me, it's going to distract me from answering to your question because I feel in some ways before we get to the last question, we are coming full circle to Hmm. the whole mission 
of lay in helping us to prepare for end of life. As you live your life in a way that is deeply fulfilling, and trust me, not every job is going to be deeply fulfilling. And sometimes you just have to be practical. And especially in the beginning years, as you're building your resume, you may be taking jobs that aren't deeply fulfilling. And frankly, that's okay. You'll still be learning skills. But the whole point is we only go around once unless you follow a different spiritual practice, such as the Hindus, you believe that this is it. So why not go for it? Why not put yourself out there and fall flat on your face? Maybe you need to prepare for that. Maybe you need to save a little money and then jump into the unknown. But my goodness, it is a far more exciting and potentially fulfilling way. Yeah to spend your days on this earth. It's, it's so true. It is so true. And that's actually why one of the pieces of language we use for LA, we, the question we ask is not like, what do you want it to be like when you die? <laughs> we say, how do you want to live at the end of your life? Like all of us are going to have an end of our life. Some of us won't know when that, none of us know when it's going to come. Some of us won't have an extended end of our life. Our life will just come to an end quickly. It's roll the dice. We don't know. But if you can know, how do you want to live then? And what we find is that people are going through this process. And again, people in their 20s, all the way up to people in their 70s, going through our process. At the end of it, they're clearer about how they want to live when they're not at the end of their life. They're clearer about their values. They feel literally more alive because they've gone through this process and, and contemplated it and really articulated what it is that what matters. Because when you're talking about death, you're really talking about life. And we just think it's such a privilege to be with people in those conversations. And there's, you, there's never a wrong time to do it. Now you're going to change what you want over time. And that's why we encourage people to update their plans with us every now and then or update their plans on their own. They don't have to come back to us. They can do it on their own. But it's never too early to start articulating both the wishes and the why behind the wishes. Thanks for tuning in to this K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. If you want to listen to our entire caffeinated career conversation, please check out the show notes for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to Time for Coffee, where the professionals in the jobs that most interest you always have time to grab coffee 24-7, no matter where you live. I have one quick favor to ask you. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Time for Coffee. Thanks so much.